Mark chapter 3, verse 1. I'm going to jump right in for time. It says, and he entered the synagogue again. A man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, he said, sir, step forward. Then he said to them, let me ask you a question. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill a life? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their heart, because they were hashtag haters, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisee went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy the life of Jesus. Love this story in Mark chapter 3. We're going to kind of unpack these six verses. So much truth implied right here in these six verses. And really what we're talking about tonight and what we're starting 2016 off with is a, is a series called Faith Forward Future. Faith, really, we talked about last week, kind of laid a groundwork last week, talking about our faith and the object of our faith is in Jesus. The reason why we have faith is we don't have faith in ourselves. We don't have faith in our talent. But come on, anybody agree tonight? We put our faith in God. And faith really allows us to move forward in life into our future. You might say, well, what's my future? Your future is your God-given potential. The potential that's on your life. The destiny that God has planned for all the days of your life for you to enjoy here on earth. Let me just give you a heads up. Maybe no one's told you recently or in this year, God has a plan for your life. God has a dream. He has a vision. He has a purpose. Every person that's sitting here tonight, you are not an accident. You are not a coincidence. No, God, he knew all the days of your life before they were even, you were even born. God said he uniquely made you. In fact, the Bible says more than the sands of the sea, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards you. God knows you so well. The Bible says he knows when you sit down, stand up, go out, come in. God is fully acquainted with all your ways. Anybody thankful tonight you don't have to make a plan up for yourself, but anybody believe tonight that God has a plan for your life? Fifteen people are excited about this. Anybody else? Really what we're talking about is faith in God to move forward into our future. I want to preach a message tonight, and uh, you can just write down the title. It's very simple. It's called Faith to Move Forward. I just want to talk uh, for the next three hours about faith. Yeah, I got you. Uh, about faith to move forward. And one more time, let's just very quickly pray and ask God to speak to us tonight. Again, before we pray, if you are new to our church uh, or you have been in a church in a really long time, we are so thankful that you have come tonight. Can we put our hands together for people who've come to church for the first time in a long time? Thank you so much for being here. We hope that you feel welcome, and we hope you enjoy it. And if you're single, we hope you meet somebody. Okay. <laughs> Let's pray. If you're, if you're married, just grab your spouse's hand real fast. We'll pray with our spouse. If you're single, grab your own hand. Kidding. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for these moments and these times that we can gather together and be strengthened and encouraged by your word. We ask that you would come, Holy Spirit. Open up our eyes so we can see Jesus. Open up our ears so we can hear you. We thank you that you are so good and so gracious and so kind. We remind ourselves 
tonight of who you are. Thank you that you loved us way before we loved you. We're mindful of that. And God, we're also praying for the Los Angeles Lakers. God, let us come in last place so we get the first pick in the draft next year. Thank you that you are by your spirit bringing Kevin Durant to our city so that we can win in multiple championships and restore the spirit of Magic Johnson and the Mamba in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. we're going to need a whole bunch more faith than that. And everybody said together. Amen. I see you, Adam. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I, I don't know what type of personality you have. If you're kind of like an upbeat, you know, like go for it type of person. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a mover. I like, to, I like to move around. I like to do things. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like a night at home. I can Netflix and chill with the best of them. But, um, but I, I really... I don't know what that means, but anyways, but um, memes, but I like, um, I, I, I like to move. I like to just, you know, be active and do things. And when I get up in the morning, I'm just, I'm ready to go and let's, let's do stuff. I, one of my biggest pet peeves in life is I don't like to get stuck. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't like being stuck. I just, it just drives me nuts. Being stuck is just, you ever get like in a social situation or like at a party or something and you get stuck in a conversation and you want to get out of the conversation? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, when I get to a party, I survey the talkers and I'm like, do not talk to me. I do not, because I know I get stuck with you and I, I, you, I don't have two hours for you tonight, okay? I love you, but not tonight. And it just, I don't like getting stuck in traffic, you know? Like, I just, I don't, the, the other day we were talking to somebody and they they recently moved, uh, you know, in, in the Hollywood area, West Hollywood area, where they're not near the freeway at all. And I started to panic for them. I'm like, ah, I just, I can't do that. I got to be near a freeway. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to leave my house and take a left or a right. And it doesn't matter. Like, I want to know I'm close to a freeway. Anybody know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I just, I don't want to be stuck. Recently, Julie and I, we were in an elevator and we got stuck on an elevator. This is my biggest fear in the world, okay? Like, it's my, our whole family, our entire family is in the elevator. It gets stuck. I look at my wife. I'm supposed to be the man. I have four chest hair now. I am supposed to, like, own this moment. I looked at my wife. I was like, uh, having a panic attack. Just want to let you know. I'm just, I'm melting down. You're going to have to take care of me, too. Ah, just, like... Just stuck. I just, ah, I just hate the feel of being stuck. I always have to move. I remember I grew up playing basketball, and, and the high school basketball team I, I played for growing up, we, we, we learned the high school offense all the way back in elementary school. In elementary school, they taught us the offense, so we knew it in elementary school. We knew it in middle school. By the time we came to high school, it was like it was nothing to us, and the whole offense was called motion. It was a motion offense, and basically in basketball, the whole point of the offense was that you just always moved. You never stopped. You just, you always, you were going to go set a pick or you were going to, you, you were just always doing something intentionally. I, I, I want to talk tonight. I really believe that our God is a God of movement. No, God never calls you to get stuck. He always calls you to move forward. God never calls you just to settle. He always calls you to take more ground. I really believe that 2016, it's a year to have faith to move forward into our future. And I really think so many times people settle. So many times people get stuck. They get stuck into a way of thinking. They get stuck into a, a bad habit. They get stuck into a bad relationship. And they can't move forward into their God. Given potential. I really think sometimes you got to stop letting your past hold you prison to your future. You got to stop letting your past bring you down. You got to break free to step forward, come on, with faith into your God given potential. Come on, anybody tonight believe 2016, it's a year of movement. 
And I love this story in Mark chapter 3. It's a story about a man with a withered hand. A man whose hand has been withered so socially, let's just, let's just pretend for a moment that he kind of walked around like this. Now, the Bible says this is a Sabbath day, so this is church day. This is, they're going no, not on a Tuesday. This is probably Sunday. So they're, they're at church. Jesus is there. He's in the synagogue. Now, technically in this context, this man, because of his withered hand, he is not even allowed in church. So just a heads up, he is disqualified from coming to the building. But Jesus is there, and all these religious leaders are there. And so this guy, he sneaks in just to get a peek at Jesus and to see what this guy's all about. He's standing there and he's watching Jesus. And Jesus, he makes note, he, he observes this man with the withered hand. He's standing there with his, probably his hand in his jacket. And Jesus says, sir, why don't you, why don't you come forward? Now, I'm just, this is just me. If I was the man with the withered hand who snuck into church, who wanted to just check out Jesus, and Jesus called me out, I would have been like, for real? You gonna call me? Everybody here knows I'm the man with the withered hand, and you're going to call me out in front of church. By the way, just more context to the story, a man with the withered hand, this affected every part of his life. Withered hand in this context, this affected his livelihood. And hands are the most important part of who you are. His hands were, one of his hands was withered, so in other words, he couldn't work a job. He had no way of bringing in livelihood for himself. He had no way of making income. This affected him socially his entire life. It affected him physically it affected him uh, financially it affected him socially every area of his life he has been the mocking uh, joke he has been the guy that everybody laughed at and now Jesus is bringing him out and he thinks he's going to get made a spectacle Jesus calls this man out with the withered hand he's standing there and Jesus starts to look around watch what he does he looks around at all of the religious leaders the haters and he says let me ask you a question do you think it's okay for me to heal this guy today or not. Jesus is speaking to the spirit of religion. He's talking to religious people who want to put God in a box. Church has to be this way. Christianity has to look like this. You know, I just always believe, don't ever try and put God in a box. He'll always surprise you who he loves. He'll always surprise you who he works with. He'll always surprise you who he uses. He'll always surprise you who he lets in on the dinner party. Come on, anybody thankful that you can't box God in on a day or a person or an hour? Come on, anybody believe that God, he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants? He goes, let me ask you a question. What would what, y'all think? I know it's what, the, you know, the law says, I can't do this. But what do y'all say? Here is a man who is stuck in his infirmity, who is embarrassed about his issue. Here is a man who has struggled his whole life. And he's saying, do you think that I should heal this man on the Sabbath or not? Now, Jesus is so upset at their religiosity. Watch what he does. He looks at the man. He says, sir, stretch out your hand. Now, once again, I'm just saying, this is me. If I'm the man with the withered hand, you already done called me out in front of them. Now you want me to bring out the thing that embarrasses me the most and show it to them? Now you want me to bring out the thing that they've ridiculed me and outcasted me for? You want me to show them this thing in front of you? you are you for real? Stretch out your hand? He makes a step of faith and he opens up his arms, stretches out his hand, and it's fully restored. I just, I just think there's so much truth in this story. I just think there's so much for our lives in this story. I want to just give you a few thoughts tonight. You can write down three things. And here's the first one. I just, I think, number one, write this down. God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you way too much to leave you that way. 
God loves you. You might have a withered hand tonight. You might have an addiction. You might have some problems or, or some issues. Just so that I'm not the only person in the room, raise your hand if you have an issue in life. Just let me, just so I'm not the only person that acknowledges this. You might have an issue or like me, anybody, you got a lot of issues. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of them. I can list them all off on the plasmas. But God loves you just the way you are. You know, can I tell you, you can be trying to hide your issues from God, but God sees your world. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord, they're upon the righteous and the unrighteous alike. God sees your secrets. God sees your sin. God sees the true you. God sees what's really going on in your life. And God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you way too much to leave you that way. I remember this book years ago that came out. It was called uh, Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. And we love that about Jesus. Jesus loves me. Jesus accepts me. Jesus forgives me. What a good God. Think about Jesus. He loves me. Anybody thankful Jesus loves you? Yeah, he accepts you. Anybody thankful Jesus accepts you? Yeah, he forgives you. But can I tell you, he doesn't just love you. He doesn't just accept you. He doesn't just forgive you. No, when God puts his hand on your life, when God starts to do something in your world, I'm telling you, he loves you just as you are. He accepts you just as you are. But he starts to put his hand on your world. He starts to mold things and shape things and change things and rearrange things and restore things. Come on, anybody thankful today that God's not going to leave you just the way you are. He's going to get into your space. He's going to get into your world. He's going to talk to you about things in your world. Come on, anybody thankful to God tonight? That's the God we're talking about tonight. He loves you just the way you are. Way too much to leave you that way. I heard someone say a long time ago, it's okay if you're not okay. It's just not okay if you stay that way. I'm okay if you're not okay, because I'm not okay either. But it's just not okay you stay that way. When Jesus encounters us, no matter what the problem is, no matter what the issue is, he always sees redemption in your future. He always sees restoration in your future. He always sees healing in your, in your tomorrows. Come on. God sees the full potential of where he's taking you. He doesn't want you to have to limp through life with some issues. He doesn't want to have you have to cope with the things you're going through. No, he says, in fact, write down number two. God always, he always calls us forward. He says, stretch out to me the thing that needs me the most. It takes faith to stretch out to Jesus the thing that needs him the most. We live in a society where everything about us and our world is we want to show people our best. You know, we want to look the best, smell the best, be the best. That's why I love social media. On social media, you see somebody post a photo and you look at the photo and you think, my God, these people. These people look amazing. They look unbelievable. How many filters did they use for this one? This is, they must have thrown that thing in the Snapseed, filtered it up, thrown it over in the Visco, filtered that thing up, put it in the IG, more filters, put that thing, you know, contrast this, that, posted a photo, looks unbelievable. I think to myself sometimes, my God, I saw this person three days ago. They look nothing like that. And then here they are on social, look unbelievable. Why? Because humanity, we want to show people our best. We want to show people how good we are, how great we've done. Look at how awesome I am. You know, the problem is, is that sometimes because we treat each other this way, sometimes we want to bring that to God. We sometimes want to come to God and go, God, aren't I doing okay? Aren't I doing awesome? You know, but I really believe that God, he's not looking for your best. He's looking for you to bring him your weakness. He's looking for you to present to him the thing that you need his touch the most in. 
the thing that only God can solve. Only God can help you in this thing. I remember this last summer. You know, it was a hot summer here in Los Angeles. And I think it was in the month of August. We went to some friend's house to have a pool. And, you know, we were at the pool and hanging out, having a good time. I was in the pool for a couple hours. And, and some more people showed up at the house. And so, it, you know, it just became appropriate where we got out the pool. And we just were hanging in the lawn chairs, hanging out, having a good time. And these were people. It was the first time I'd met them. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay because, you know, you know, holla at your boy if you see him at Equinox. You know, I'm fine. But, um, but we're sitting there in the lawn chair. And I, I started thinking to myself, I looked down at my feet. You ever look at your toes after you ain't looked at your toes in a long time? I looked down at my toes. I was like, oh, my gosh. That looks like sin. And I was like, I started to panic. Like, socially, everybody's talking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like looking for a towel. I'm throwing it under my feet. I'm like, oh, gosh, it's amazing. And like, I'm hiding my feet, right? They're like, we're going to go inside. I'm like, all right, see you guys in there in a minute, right? I'm like, I'm become the guy that wears socks with the sandals. You know what I mean? I'm like trying to hide my feet. You know, I just, I think sometimes, sometimes we try to hide our issues from God. Sometimes we try and hide away the thing that needs him the most. You're going through depression, and there's no way you can make it out of it unless you bring it to God. You're going through an addiction and something heavy in your life, and there's no way you're going to break out of it unless you bring it to God. You know, it takes faith to stretch out your hand. It takes faith to bring to God the issue that's bringing you the most pain. Oh, you know, the, the, the word withered. If you look at it back in the Greek, it says he had a withered hand. In the Greek, you know, by definition, the word withered, it means dried up. Let me ask you, what are things in your world that are dried up that you need to bring to God because God can bring them back to life? Maybe you've got a withered marriage. Maybe you've got a withered soul. Maybe you've got a withered heart. Maybe bitterness has plagued you. God is saying, why don't you stretch out in faith and bring to me the thing that I can touch and I can heal and I can restore and revive? Come on, anybody believe tonight that we can get some faith to bring to God the thing that we need help the most in? This guy... He didn't just listen to the call of Jesus. Jesus said, stretch out your hand. He could have said, no. Stretch out your hand. Tell them to leave and I'll think about it. He said, stretch out your hand. What trust and confidence he had in Jesus. He said, if this is Jesus that's asking me to bring this issue, then I know I can trust him with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind and my strength. He stretched out his hand. This was an act of faith. This was, let me tell you something. Faith is never an attitude. Faith is always an action. Faith is never a language. It's always moving forward. It takes faith to take a step. You know, in fact, write down number three. Oh, I love this about God. Is that two steps forward and we should take no steps back. You know, faith is just one of those things that you take two steps forward in and you don't take any steps back. Two steps forward, no steps back. Growing up, we used to listen to this song from Paula Abdul. You know, she was killing it back in the day, back in the Arsenio Hall days, in the Spirit of Magic Johnson days. And um, she, asked, she used to have this song that said, I take two steps forward and then you take three steps back. I've had so many times in life, some people, they want to get in church and serve God, and they take two steps forward, and then six months later, they took three steps back. But you know what I believe about 2016? 2016 is like taking two steps forward, and I'm taking no steps back. And I'm just going to take two more steps forward, and I'm not taking any steps back. Come on, anybody want to go forward into your future and your God-given potential in 2000? Come on, why don't you give up a little bit more praise and a little bit more excitement if you believe that God is for you? 
You know, all of, all of the gospel and all of God is about moving forward. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28. His great commission, the things he says to the disciples right before he says, beam me up, Scotty, and goes back to heaven. Listen to what he says. He says, go therefore into the nations. What is that movement? What did he say to all the disciples throughout the gospels, all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? What did he say to all 12 disciples? He said, follow me. What is that movement? What did he say in the book of James? In James, he says, faith without works is what? It's dead. And movement. God, our God is a God of movement. Our God is a God that's waiting for you to move so he can move. Our God God is a way for you, for you to step forward so he can step forward. Do you realize that if the man never stretched his hand, God could have never stretched his hand? This Jesus said, stretch out your hand. As soon as the man took a step of faith and took a step forward, Jesus matched his step of faith and healed his hand. As soon as he said, okay, I'm going to trust God, and I'm, gonna br- I'm not just going to bring verbal service to God. I'm going br- to let my actions speak louder than my words. He reached out his hand, and Jesus restored it fully. You know, sometimes in life, the reason why most of us get frustrated is because g- you're waiting for God to move, but God's waiting for you to move. I just think in 2016, y'all say, I have faith in God to step forward into my God-given potential. I have faith in Jesus that I can move forward into everything he's called me to be. Can I tell you that Jesus Christ himself took the greatest step of faith by dying on the cross for the sins of the world? This was one of the the greatest, if not the greatest, signs of faith in God. He says, you know what? I'm not even going to count my life dear to myself. I'm going to lay down my life a living sacrifice, and I'm going to die on the cross. This was an act. This was a step of faith. He never look back. He never tried to climb down off the cross. No, he died on the cross and you and I, we are still singing about it and celebrating it here in Los Angeles, California. Come on, anybody thankful that Jesus took a step of faith? I think it's one of those years. I think it's one of those seasons. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. I get excited because I really believe that some of us tonight, you are on the brink You are on one of my favorite words. You're on the precipice. What a word, right? I mean, if you're into words, write that one down. You could literally have a year where you take two steps forward and you don't even look back. But can I tell you, it will only be because you believe that Jesus is calling you to take your issue. Maybe nobody even knows about it. And say, you know what, I, I can't deal with this dry spell anymore. I can't deal with this issue no more. But if Jesus is asking me to bring it to him, I know it might be uncomfortable, but I'm going to stretch out my hand. And I'm going to have faith in Jesus. If I bring to him the thing that needs him the most, he's going to help me step forward in the thing that he's called me to do. There's no question, please hear me. There's no question if there's greatness in your future. The greatness on your life is so ridiculous. The greatness on your life is so unparalleled. The thing that God has in store for you, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive the things that God has in store for those who love him and are called according to his promises. But you'll never step into your God-given potential Until you said, I got faith to move forward. I got faith to grab a hold of all that God has for me. Look at this verse here in Philippians chapter 3. One of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. 
Paul the Apostle says, not that I have already attained it or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended this, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me, reaching forward to those things that are ahead, forgetting those things that are behind me, I reach forward to those things that lay ahead. You know, some of you, you gotta realize that if you keep holding on to the history of your world, it's gonna be at the expense of your destiny. You gotta let go of the history of your life so you can grab a hold of the destiny that God has for you. He said, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, I'm pressing forward. I've got a, I've got a call, I've got a future, I've got a hope, I've got things, and I'm, I'm just gonna take two steps forward and I'm not going back. I'm not going back to that relationship. I'm not going back to that old thing. I'm not going back to that old habit. No, I, my mind is fixed. My eyes are straight forward. I'm pressing on for all that God has. I just think, that's the way to live. I just think that's the way to move forward in 2016. You know, it was this week, five years ago, and uh, we celebrated this, you know, five years ago, five years ago, the Seattle Seahawks. I know we won today by a point in the fourth quarter. A guy missed a field goal. I don't want to talk about it. We're going to play next week, okay? But five years ago, the Seahawks, my football team, we, um, we made the playoffs with a losing record. We shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but because our division was so bad, we made the playoffs with a losing record. And um, that year we, we faced the New Orleans Saints, great football team in the playoffs. And, and it just so happened with a losing record, we start to kind of battle with the New Orleans Saints in a home game, wild card playoffs five years ago. And we had just acquired this running back from the Buffalo Bills. His name is Marshawn Lynch. And um, this play would happen at the end of the game that would just, they call it beastquake because it shook our city. And this guy, Marshawn Lynch, they hand him the ball. They still got the whole field to go, but this guy, he's running down about three guys about to tackle him and they get on him, but he just makes the decision. You know what? Even though these guys are trying to tackle me, I'm just gonna keep moving my legs. And he keeps moving his legs and boom, spin move bounces off couple guys more that come over him and they try and grab him again and he just keeps moving his legs and he breaks more tackles and, it, and this play would go on the whole field left right tacklers these guys he spin move spin move spin move it looked like a video game and he just keep on moving and the whole place Seattle's going crazy I remember I'm watching on my TV I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh you got oh my I'm losing my mind and he gets in the end zone. He scores his touchdown. He falls down. He's been running for 15 minutes. And he scores this touchdown. But it's all because he made the decision. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep moving my legs. I don't care what comes against me. I don't care what comes against me. I'm going to keep on going. Come on, is there anybody in 2016 